It's after the AM show with Adam and Allison. How are you? Doing fantastic. Oh, I hear you've already opened a drink. Yep. How are you doing? <laughs> Better now. Better? Yeah. feel like I should <clears throat> join the party. Woo! Show was pretty good this week. Fun week of doing an actual show that actual people listen to. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was what, really fun. What is this, episode three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We officially have more episodes than people have listened to this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, so what's going on with you? Anything exciting? Uh, well, I do have something exciting going on today. Um, I have a little bit of a plan of something that I want to do today, an experiment, if you will. Okay. And uh, I don't think you're going to get it, but like me opening up this drink, I'm going to make a conscious decision that I won't be able to do that anymore. Oh, are you doing something with your nails? I am doing something with my nails. What are you doing with your nails? Well, okay. So I went on the Amazons as I do sometimes and I got some stuff because I'm tired of, like, I like being able to do my own nails and I have, um, like, a bunch of the paints in different colors and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I like, you know, being able to do that. But my nails have not really been healthy enough to do that. So I got stuff to, like, do the fake nails. Oh. So, like, these are, like, the molds that you're supposed to, like, let's see, I got the gel that you're supposed to, like, put in the mold and then you put it on your nail and then you can have, like, a fake nail. So I don't know. I have all the stuff. I bought all the stuff, I think, I hope. And uh, I'm going to try it out. I hope it's not a disaster. I hope it doesn't take me all afternoon. But if it works, it's still going to be a hindrance in my life. So why are you doing it? Because I think it'll look pretty. Yeah, but if it's hindering your life, why do it? Uh, I don't do a single thing that hinders my life. No? <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Not unless I have to. You do only go vices could hinder your life in some way. You don't think? No. No. My vices make my life easier. <laughs> well, this will make my life easier because every time I look at my nails, I'll be like, oh, they're pretty. Yeah, but anytime you want to do anything with your hands. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm nervous about it. Like, I wanted to, like, get any uh, errands or, like, laundry that I had to do or all that stuff done because I was like, will... I be able to do any of it. Like I've only ever had fake nails once where the, the salon actually did them. And I remember I was useless for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a great idea to me. Just <laughs> it, It's just not something that makes a whole lot of sense. Like why would you do something to make your life more difficult? <laughs> but mm, interesting. I saw a hitchhiker today. Did you really? Yeah. Where? Right out on uh, Old Can Road. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Like, who hitchhikes? Who picks up hitchhikers? That's a better question. It was like an old dude, big belly. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but I mean, I can understand if you're in a predicament where you are stranded on the side of the road. You you might want to ride. I kind of get that. I don't necessarily know who picks up hitchhikers. Did you know, though, like in the 70s, that was like very normal. There to was hitchhike? like, yeah. Yeah. I, I had heard that like back in the day, that was like how people got around. Yeah. Generally. Like there's Uber now. Yeah. But you have to pay for Uber. You do. You do. But he, I mean, he was just like holding his thumb out on the side of the road. It's like, what? 
How do you think that that's going to work? Like, have you not watched a single episode of Dateline in the last 30 years? <laughs> Who's going to pick you up, bro? Uh, so that was kind of funny. Uh, pretty low-key weekend for me. I haven't done anything since Friday. No? No, no. Did I cook? I cooked a steak on Friday. That was fun. Uh, today, I picked up a pork chop. I'm going to make that. So that'll be fun. Why are you so bougie? What do you mean? Like when it comes to food. Um, you're like the bougiest person I know when it comes to food. Mm, I don't I don't know if I'm bougie. I just think I'm good at making good <laughs> meals. Humble brag. Well, no, but like anytime you cook, you like obsess about it and you watch a hundred different people on YouTube or whatever social media to like Figure it all out. Yeah. And you're like, you'll buy more ingredients than you need. Like, let's say they have a pre-made sauce that you could just buy. You don't want to buy that. You're like, I'm going to buy the special spice that you have to extract the seeds and the this. It, like, you do all the like work. Like, whatever I met the chi made the chili. I didn't just get chili powder. I got dried chilies, and then I toasted them and reconstituted <laughs> them, and then I blended them up. <laughs> But it, they're be it's better. It's better. And it, it definitely is better. 100%. There's a bigger depth of flavor. 100%. But that's so bougie. Like, it tastes good with just chili powder. It tastes fine. I mean, it, yeah, it tastes okay. It's no, it not tastes great. good. There's plenty of people who make their chili and win chili cook-offs with chili powder. Oh, bullshit. There's yes. no way. Yes. There's no way people are winning chili cook-offs and they're just like going to get like regular ass generic chili powder. No way. Yeah, huh? Oh, uh, because you can manipulate the flavors of the chili by picking which uh, chilies you use. Like some chilies have chocolatey notes. Others are spicier than others. Others are smokier than others. So you can change the flavor profile. If you just buy a thing of chili powder... It's, you know, all one flavor. This is blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they, I mean, there you go. Uh, and I don't like to make things that don't taste good and or that don't come out right. So I like to, you know, like I, I'm going to make that pork chop today. So I'll probably watch some YouTube videos on how to make the pork chop because I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> I get so mad whenever I screw stuff up that I'm, cooking it's like there's only a few things i don't know if you were like this whenever i you know you had to take art class in elementary school yeah i would have like a vision of what i wanted my painting my sculpture my drawing to come out like and it would never ever ever come out that way and it was so frustrating to me so then i found a few things that i'm able to craft myself uh -huh. that come out the right way and it makes me happy so but if I just kind of do whatever, like now I, I've been doing so much cooking the last couple of years, I kind of have some technique stuff down. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I, I, I know how to uh, do things in the kitchen <laughs> and I like being able to employ the technique that I've learned. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. I just, you're so interesting the you way think? your brain works. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Well, like that. Whoa, I'm blowing my own mind thinking this through right now. But that's 
like your perfectionism at work. Like your perfectionism doesn't really come out at all to me ever because mm-hmm. you're so like low expectations are the key to happiness. You yeah. say that all the time. It's kind it's of annoying. And you're you're a low maintenance type person. Like you don't get the like I want to have you know my long fake nails and make them all pretty. You're right. not that kind of person. Right. You're not investing in those types of things. But like I hearing don't. about you being a kid in art class or you know how that translates into you cooking as an adult. It's like if it's not going to be perfect. If it's not if I can't achieve my vision on my first try, I'm a failure. And that's not how anything works like you have to work at it to get better not so much i'm a failure i just don't care but do you think that's a coping mechanism uh if it is it's working (laughs) i don't feel like a therapist would agree well like maybe you need to work through that a little bit yeah but i mean i don't know i'm i'm low-key i'm pretty simple like i don't need i don't need a whole lot you know so, it, like, I can be perfectly happy just with my few little things that I do and then just not worry about anything else. But like, it's, like, it's almost, like, obsessive about those few little things. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't All right, know. that's enough therapy for you. I'll leave you alone. Uh, what else you got <laughs> to talk about? I found this... Uh, article on BuzzFeed that I found really interesting, I guess. And I don't know, these could be totally made up, but they seemed interesting. They said that supposedly people anonymously sent in men anonymously sent in confessions or secrets that they would never tell their partner. Mm, Okay. So I just kind of found them interesting and like, I don't know, maybe we could talk about some of them. Like this one is so crazy Uh, It says, my wife's parents are your typical helicopter parents and have always been protective of her. At the start of our marriage, they offered me thousands of dollars not to marry her. So that way she could move back in with them. Yikes. Pardon. I said, (laughs) I said no. And have made dozens of excuses not to see them since it's been six years. But I guess he's not telling his wife that they did this, which why would why would you rob your partner of knowing who her parents really are. Um, or you could look at it the other way and say, good on him for not robbing his partner of her relationship with her parents. Do you really want a relationship with people like that though? Maybe she does. I don't know. She knows her parents. Yeah. I'm sure that they told her. I'm sure it was. I'm sure she knew that uh, her parents didn't approve of the guy. Yeah, but you really think that, could you, oh, I can't imagine. What if she does know? I don't, I couldn't be with somebody who knew that their parents did that to me. And they were just like, yeah, it's cool. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I if I think that it's up to her to make up that choice. And actually, I, I don't have a problem with the guy not telling the girl. Because why, why open that can of worms? I just feel like you need to know. I mean, I get it. It's her family. So like there's a chance she might choose them, but then she's stuck in that. You don't want to be stuck in that. And also what do the parents not like about him? What is, what is it that they don't like about him? Who knows? Does he not make enough money? I don't know. Because yeah, these are all, all things I'm curious about as to why they wouldn't want 
her to marry him. Well, I mean, it does say that they wanted her to move back in with them. So maybe it's just a feeling of like he took their child away from them. Maybe. What else uh, is on the in the article? Uh, this one's a little spicy. It says, uh, me and my wife have threesomes every so often with a co-worker slash friend of mine. But my wife doesn't know that sometimes I take this girl, this coworker out, get her gifts. And he's calling it basically we're, we're her secret sugar couple. But it's like, are you a sugar couple or are you low-key dating your, your thruple on the side? Are you low-key cheating and then like having your cake and eating it too? Like you get to cheat and then not cheat all in the same. Hmm. I mean, that's just a weird thing to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand <laughs> the allure of dating more than one person. At why well, I don't really even understand the allure of dating one person. <laughs> but de- certainly not more than one because it's like a pain in the ass. Like, like to have to buy gifts for this rando coworker <laughs> on the side and go out on dates. That just doesn't. Seem like, unless that's the only way to keep the threesomes going, which I could see, you know, fine. But then don't you think the wife should know about it? Well, what if she'll put the kibosh on? Like, what if everything is fine 100%, them doing the three ways and him taking her to secret dinners every once in a while? And husband and wife are both happy with the three ways that they get because of these secret gifts and dates. Mm. And that's all that's happening. It's not like they're having their own little rendezvous uh, by themselves. I don't know. Yeah. I, I could totally see why he doesn't want to rock the boat on that. <laughs> wants to keep the three ways going. Okay, this last one, I could see us potentially being on the same, uh, the same wavelength. Um, it says that... After being married less than a year, the wife asked whether or not he had gone to a strip club at the bachelor party, which I don't know why that happened like after the marriage, but it did. And he lied and said that they didn't go to a strip club. They just went to bars. But the truth is that he did go and he got a private dance, as you do on your bachelor party. And he says, I am never telling her that I lied about going to the strip club. Um, I mean, why ask a year and a half later? A year, less than a year. Less than a year. Why? If you have a curiosity about what is going to happen on the bachelor party weekend, you need to have a conversation before the bachelor party weekend or just never bring it up ever again. I think the guy's totally in the right for lying about it. Oh, I don't know that he's totally in the right for lying about it, but I agree. I agree What's he that supposed to do? That conversation needs... Well, do you think maybe there's a chance... And see, these are questions we don't have the answers to. But do you think maybe there's a chance that they did have a conversation and she said, I don't want you going to a strip club. I don't want you getting a lap dance. And he was like, cool. And then she asked about it later because she was like, you know, maybe... And then he lies because he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you the truth now. I, I feel like he would say that part of it. Like yeah, if that's, that's true. If that happened, he would be like, yeah, we agreed no strip clubs. And then, you know, whatever happened, happened. And we ended up there and everybody got lap dances. Yeah. I if, can't really imagine ever getting upset about somebody going to a strip club on their bachelor. 
uh, weekend or night or whatever. Like, I just can't because like that's part of it. Like, that's part of the fun. It's not like they're paying for a lady of the night. It's just a stripper. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I mean, I I don't know. I if you're going to get jealous over that, like. Yeah, I don't I don't. But I also don't really get the allure of going to a strip club. Either. I mean, they're fun. It's an okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, like you, didn't you work? Not work, but like you you had a a job where you would go DJ for a while at a strip club, right? Yeah, but well, I didn't really DJ. I just like hosted, would get on stage and say things into the mic every once in a while. Um, And you didn't enjoy that time? I did, but I was getting paid (laughs) to go. I was getting paid to go. Anytime I've been to a strip club whenever I'm not getting paid to go. And you have to pay to go? And I have to pay to go if I've got to pay a cover or pay for whatever. It's not as fun. That's a good point. It's always kind of a letdown. Yeah, but I could see that because if somebody paid me to go do something like that, that is kind of exciting. Like, I've never been to a strip club, but I feel like it would be exciting to go to one. Yeah, it's it's fun whenever you get in for free and leave with 150 yeah, bucks at the end of the night. Exactly. Um I would see how that would ruin the experience where you like I mean it'd be like getting paid to go ride rides at Disneyland. Like that would be really fun if you leave with extra money, but if you leave having spent money, you're like, wow, that really was not as fun. Right. And because I would work at the one strip club in Ohio, like I, I kind of became friends with some of the dancers. And oh, like yeah, they would give me, well, no, I mean, I was like everybody's brother. They told me that. I was <laughs> like, like how do I make everybody? Yeah. How, how does everybody, how am I like a brother guy to every single person? Even the people who are supposed to be professionals and not making you feel like their brother. I feel like their brother. Well, that's the you getting paid versus you paying. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one girl said, uh, she's like, thank God you're not like one of these radio DJ guys who comes in here and wants to get dances. I would have such a hard time dancing for you because like, you know, I'm engaged and you know, I have a kid and it's like, well, yeah, but I'd still like it. I mean, I well, no, I I didn't like it because, well, they didn't. That that wasn't part of my talent fee. No, Uh, I had to pay for those. And the dances are I I never really liked getting private dances. Really? Yeah, it was awkward. It was awkward because it's like a business transaction. It, well, yeah, it is. It's it, the whole thing is a business. Yeah. So it's it, it doesn't like I can't I can't imagine paying for sex. I feel like yeah. that would not be fun because it's like I'm literally having to pay somebody to spend this time with me. That sucks. Yeah. Um. So, like, I would feel miserable about myself. I don't know how anybody pays for sex, but clearly people do. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, good for them, I suppose. But, like, I would just think, like, it kind of ruins it for me to think that the only way I could get somebody to dance for me is to pay them 20 bucks for three minutes. But have you like, ever... that's crazy. Like, I don't feel like that happens in relationships. Like, outside of maybe one time whenever I was, like, I don't know, 18, and I thought that that would, like, make my boyfriend not cheat on me again. Yeah. I've never done anything like that for someone, and I don't really hear my friends talk. So, like, I feel like the only time you get that type of thing is either if, like your girl is trying to keep you (laughs) or like 
So like the only way you get the the lap dance is if you go to the club and you pay for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. That's like, uh, it, like the lap dancers are simulating something better. <laughs> like that. Oh, like, I got you. So it's like, what's the point? What's yeah? yeah what's the point? Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've. I whenever I was younger, I would go to a strip club kind of frequently in Williamsport. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, that was a fun place, but it was more like the, the ambiance of everything. Yeah. That was a weird place too. Now that I'm saying it out loud, what else do we have to talk about? (laughs) Anything? Oh, these, this is just cracking me up. Um, well, it's up to you. We have a couple of options. We could either talk about with Valentine's day coming up, maybe like the worst thing that's happened while you were on a date. Or like that, what not to do for Valentine's Day or uh, on the show this week, we kind of got into a little bit of a discussion. Let's talk about that. Let's okay. talk about ghosting yeah. real quick. Because yeah. your opinion on ghosting was very different than I feel like most female perspectives on ghosting are. You think it's okay? I think it's totally fine. I think in today's culture, it should absolutely be allowed. Like... I don't know people who just meet really anymore, like most dating, I feel like. And even whenever people try to talk to me about the fact that I'm still single, it's like, why don't you get on the apps? Why aren't you on Tinder or Match or Bumble or blah? And it's like, you know, I get on there for so long and I get bored with it and I get off because you don't make a connection with anybody there. There's You don't really know anybody so if I'm talking to you for a little while, even if I meet up with you, I feel like a free reign to ghost me. Like, you, well, I don't deserve that energy for you to have to tell me, you know, and I'm just not feeling it. You're telling me you're not feeling it by ghosting me. Easy. Yeah, but well, I mean, you're not going to wonder if they died or something? No, like, oh, I, I don't know what happened know them. To Tom. I don't know them. It's what not if you like- went on two dates? No. Two dates and you liked the guy. No. And he just stopped talking to you. Then I'll be like, obviously, he wasn't that interested and good that I know now and not, you know, six months later. One date and you hooked up with him and then he goes to you, never talks to you again. Is that OK? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Because wow. um, then I know think- exactly what his intentions were. And it's like, bye. I don't want to be with somebody who's like that. I was never really a slow fade type, still not, or I, I that's, I, I misspoke. I was never a ghosting type. <laughs> I'm more of a slow fade type. And I think the slow fade is, is the better thing. Just like gradually become distant. But I feel like some people think that that is worse. Yeah, I think it's worse. Really? Yeah. Because what a waste of energy. Like dating in today's, I mean, I guess it's always been hard But I feel like where the energy was worth it in dating of yesteryears was like today you met somebody at a party or out and about and you got their number and you were like, hey, let's meet up. Or maybe it was your friend who set you up with someone like that's how dating happened for many, many, many decades. And so I feel like the fact that either you put in the effort to try to kind of get to know someone, get their number, take them out to coffee, you kind of owed them a little bit of something Or like maybe your friends set you up. You kind of owe your friend, you know, not to make them look bad to whoever they set you up with. 
Whereas in today's world, it's like you don't really know these people. Nobody's really making that much effort. And a slow fade is so much energy. And then you're wasting my energy by slow fading me. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like part of the purpose of the slow fade is to make the person like me less. Does that make sense? Yeah, but again, what a waste of my energy. Well. To make me like you less. Well, is it better to have that and then by the end of it, you don't like the person at all? Or is it worse to have the Band-Aid pulled right off? I feel like that depends person to person. It does. Because, I mean, I'm speaking as a person who, when I say this, I'm, I am saying the reason I struggle with, you know, online dating and dating apps is because I don't build connections very easily. And so, like, I don't have a connection with... There's nobody that I've met on an app that I can say I had a connection with. Even if we went on dates, I don't feel like I've ever had a connection with someone that I met on a dating app. And I feel like I've met so many people who say they feel connections with lots of people that they've met on dating apps. They're involved right away. And I could see that you would be hurt if you're invested right away. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, we're 25 minutes in. You want to wrap this puppy up? I am good. I'm going to keep, you know, keep the party going. I got to get these nails did. All right. We will be on the air all week live six to 10 on Y101. (laughs)